midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. Hello everybody. And Matt Hartgrove. Ah, ah there we are. My mute button didn't work. <laughs> That's like, that just fell off the cliff. Ah, what an <laughs> intro. <laughs> Happy October everybody. Yeah, it's well working. not yet. We're good. Not yet. Uh, not in October yet. We are... Just a few days away, but we have some Premier League weekend to talk about. We have some Champions League Tuesday to talk about because it's Tuesday, the day we're recording this, and um, uh, lots of odd things happened in the Champions League today. You had PSG beat Manchester City. You had Club Bruges beat RB Leipzig. Liverpool beat Porto 5-1. to Milan had a 1-0 lead over Atletico Madrid, then get a red card, and by the end of the game, lose 2-1. to Ajax beat Besiktas 2-0. Dortmund over Sporting CP 1-0. Shakhtar Donetsk and Inter Milan draw 0-0. And as people have been saying, there's a new sheriff in town here, FC Sheriff beat Real Madrid 2-1. to one. They took the lead in the 25th minute. It took a penalty kick to get called uh, in the 65th minute for Benzema to equalize, and then the 90th minute, uh, they take the lead uh, again here. So, uh, And they actually had another one that was ruled offside as well. So they had not had... Um, uh, they they played better, and this was in Madrid, by the way. They they played better than Madrid, I felt. I mean, stats wise, you know, they only had twenty four percent possession and four shots, but you know, they converted those four shots as Madrid had thirty one. Uh, it just didn't seem like Madrid really had in these shots really a lot of chances, and like I said, it took the penalty to actually uh, to actually score. There was also another penalty shout. But I, and Eddie, the penalty that was called, I guess, is technically a penalty, but it really was Vaniscus Jr. just like diving and looking for any contact because he did the same thing like literally two minutes before that, where they did a VAR check and deemed it wasn't a penalty. This time they deemed it was one. Um, so I was a little felt bad for FC Sheriff there, but they turned it around, they came back, they won. And I have to say, this is probably, and I'll throw it to you guys too, is this the biggest upset in Champions League history? I say yes. One reason, this is 
their first time ever making it to the Champions League. And then they beat the 13 uh, time 13 time winners, Real Madrid at home. What say you, Logan? Is this the biggest uh, upset? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, uh, when you talk about Real Madrid, you're talking about a team that has been very successful in Champions League. It's just like their time to shine. They're currently first in La Liga, uh, and I know La Liga's kind of taken a little bit of a hit with all the players leaving and some of the newer young guys coming in and trying to get their feet wet. But I think FC Sheriff, to play and get six points, that's what we talked about on the text message, to get six points in this group. To be um, leading the group. Yeah, they're first place. To, to be able to lead this group um, in a, uh, you know, and I, I think a table that with Champions League, I think it, they did get a good draw as far as the table's concerned. Um, so it's not like it's an easy table. And, and to be six points in, to be ahead of three teams that are have a notable history in Champions League, uh, kudos to them. I, I'm really impressed. I, I, I can't wait to see more of their games. Um, I saw a little bits of clips uh, from the game itself. But I think going forward, if they can keep this pace and kind of sneak into that round of 16, that'd be really cool just because of how small they are and, and being in for the first time. Um, it could be huge for that team and that success. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's a cool thing to take down one of the Giants and Real Madrid. Yeah, we got a long way to go. So they still have we four do, games yeah. left. But uh, Matt, do you think they can do it? Do you think they can make it through this one? They did. They have Inter Milan, Shakhtar, and uh, and Madrid in their group. <laughs> um, I was actually looking at this. So it looks like if you go based off of like UEFA country rankings, Moldova is 33rd um, behind countries like Belarus, uh, Slovenia, Kazakhstan. And I think Romania. that while they are Moldovan, I think they're actually part of a unofficial, not recognized uh like breakaway of Moldova. um they, it's called it something like else the, they're not like officially recognized country that they're part of the country itself moved up 12 rankings strictly just because it looks like they made it into the champions league group stage too because they have a plus 12 next to them so they were like 45th ranked against spain second ranked so <laughs> That's a lot of teams. Now they're the second best team in the whole world because they just beat Real um, Madrid. <laughs> can we get them in FIFA if they're not? Can we Let's put them it. in there? Rest like of the, the world or something? Yeah, rest of the world. They need to create like a division for them. Yeah, I wish they would do stuff like that. But I I don't think they're going to make it through. Magic can only last so long, unfortunately. I don't. I can't imagine they're going to beat Real. So what do they need right now? They have six points. They're mm-hmm. leading the group. What was the rest of the group? I looked at it earlier. Uh, so Inner has one point, Shakhtar has one point, and Madrid has three. They face Inter next. If they win that game, then we're talking they, about then, then they're well, pretty good. Then yeah. they'll be if they, close. If they beat Inter and say Madrid beat Shakhtar, then you're technically only needing like one more point in three games. Um, I don't know. I. I I could see them maybe getting like another draw or so, but I I, I don't think they're going to make it through. I, I think Inter, just thinking, I don't think Shakhtar's a threat. I think Inter, if anybody, but I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to see him make it through. Um, yeah, I would say I think I'd be a little bit more down on it if they hadn't won in Madrid. Like, I think 
So they beat Shakhtar at their home and in, in, at Sheriff's home. They they beat Madrid in Madrid. So they've gotten three points at home, three points away. Um, when they face Milan, it looks like it's in Milan. So that'll be a test. They need a point there, I think, to really solidify them as having an actual chance. Obviously, it's like super early on, but when you look at some of the like standings right now, like Club Bruges is ahead of Man City. Yes. So could you imagine if they made it through, and like Sheriff makes it through, and then in Group E, Dynamo Kiev, and then in Group F, say Young Boys, like kind of pull it out, and then Group G, you got like RB Salzburg. Could you imagine if some of those teams made like that group? That round of sixteen would have like four or five just random teams. I'm all which for would it. Be, which <laughs> would be really great. That would be really great for for I think the sport as well because that's all people talking about like how you know back in the day like if you look at Champions League winners, we've had Nottingham Forest win it twice. We've had um, teams like Red Star Belgrade win the Champions League and. Uh, you know, lately it's just been like super teams winning it, you know, not a lot of like underdogs winning it like we've seen in the past. So I think that could be really good, but it's not going to happen. Right. And that's, that's, you know, and this, the super clubs are not going to let it happen because that's their whole point of trying to do the super league anyway. Right. Is to, is to win these things, but like your Scottish teams could win these comps. You know, now they can't even qualify for it. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, looking at the group standings, currently PSG and Club Bruges up top with four points. Man City in third with three points as they lose 2-0 to PSG with Messi scoring, I think, his first goal total for yeah, PSG. Yeah, his first PSG goal. Um, he's just came back from injury. And Leipzig under Jesse Marsh. Zero points in the group in what was already a tough group. Mm. Not looking good for him there. He's had some trouble in the league. Now, you know, like the, the management uh, has come out and said that they'll, you know, they're staying behind them, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's not a great start for Jesse Marsh Logan um, as we've, you know, been following U.S. abroad on stateside soccer show. He's, you know, the one carrying the American flag over there for man in Europe. What are your thoughts? Is it? I mean, they were at home too, losing the club Bruges. I mean, what yeah. are your thoughts to? You know, they were like a well-oiled machine under. Uh, was it Nagelsmann yeah. um, before he went to Bayern? But what, any thoughts here on Jesse Marsh and his Leipzig team? Uh, I know you know the six matches played in Bundesliga. He's got seven points. So, and that's just not even close to getting it done, especially when you got Byron at the top. And I thought, uh, you know, going into the season, I thought they believed that Leipzig had a good shot at running at the top four. They, they could. I think they've got enough talent in Bundesliga uh, with the teams ahead of them. I think they're able to catch them. But I, I think, you know, Jesse, it, it's an interesting thing just because I think Jesse goes through this system of Red Bulls and he's, you know, he's in that system. So I think, you know, moving up is easier to do there, but I don't know. I don't really know if that was like the next step up that should have happened or should have taken place. I understand that he, you know, positioned himself pretty well, but trying to get into Bundesliga with the championship or with the Champions League team um, and trying to compete with some of the top teams in Europe. I don't know. I think he's obviously figured out that it's a lot more difficult. Um, 
And <laughs> I know U.S. fans will be following it closely because if his time is short there, um, there's, of course, going to be that mention of him getting a U.S. Men's National Team uh, spot or, or shot. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Greg over the next international window, what happens to Jesse, and if this works out with him in Germany. Yeah, I think why you can't really look at it too harshly on Marsh right now, too, is the fact that how many players did Leipzig sell to, like, specifically Bayern this window? (laughs) Or, you know, like, that's what we've talked about and Matt talks about all the time, right, is that, you know, Bayern can pretty much just take any player in in Germany and uh, they'll go there, right? And, uh, you know, so Leipzig tries to build something, but then – an offer comes along and they say, never mind, we'll sell him for this insane amount and he'll go to our rivals and we will ensure we never challenge for first again is pretty much how it operates over there. Leipzig sold their best center back and best midfielder to Bayern and let their coach go to Bayern. Yep. <laughs> and the, they, it's like their best uh, midfielder last year was uh, Sabitzer or Sabitzer, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. But then he went to Bayern for like fifteen million. Like it was just like, here you go, man. And then you got the like Halan could go to Bayern too, strictly because Dortmund's not going to stop him. So yeah, it's it's a rough spot for him at Leipzig because German clubs all German clubs feel like feeder teams strictly to Bayern, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just a tough spot to be in. So I mean, I. I I haven't looked at the Bundesliga table, but I, I mean, I'd like to think he could get some time before, like, you can't yeah. just let people, you can't do that and then go, no. peace out. I don't think that's right. Yeah. They, uh, you know, and, and Logan, we, we look at it too, because we just talked about New York Red Bulls and how they're a feeder club for the rest of their teams overseas. But then that seems to not like end at Leipzig. It feeds right into Bayern. So it's like, yeah. when will these Red Bull teams actually like try to win stuff? Right? Is is the the frustrating thing that I'm sure these. But you know, they they might not be interested in that. They're an energy drink company that owns like four soccer teams that probably just makes money that way. Uh, Liverpool lead their group with six points. Atletico in second with four points. Porto in third with one point and AC Milan in last with zero points as they lose three, two to Liverpool and two, one to Atleti. Ajax lead six points. Uh, They're in first place, the future home of Ricardo Pepe, maybe Uh, (laughs) Dortmund in second with six points and Besiktas in sporting both with zero points. Uh, we talked about FC Sheriff leading with Madrid in second, Inter in third, and Shakhtar in last. And those are all the te- those are all the groups that have played two games. So, you know, tomorrow we will see Bayern versus Dinamo Kiev, Benfica versus Barca, Young Boys versus Atalanta, Villarreal versus United, Salzburg versus Lille, Sevilla versus Wolfsburg, Juventus versus Chelsea. And Zenit versus Malmo are the matchups tomorrow. Chelsea's got a lot of players out for that, by the way. They are missing Conte, who has a positive COVID test. Pulisic is still injured. I think Mason Mount is injured. Uh, And I think they're missing one more. So uh, probably not going to go well for them 
there. So let's move on to the Premier League, which finds Liverpool in first place with 14 points, Manchester City in second with 13, Chelsea in third with 13, Manchester United in fourth with 13, Everton in fifth with 13, and Brighton in sixth with 13 points. So just one point separates first and sixth place. Man, that's crazy. Um, Last place, of course, Norwich with zero points. Burnley in second, uh, not in second, in 19th place with two points. And Leeds are currently in the relegation zone with three points. And Newcastle right above them in safety. Let's take a look at the results that took place this weekend. Chelsea played Manchester City too early in the morning, 7.30. And uh, Gabriel Jesus score in the 53rd minute to give City a 1-0 lead. This was at Stamford Bridge. And City had 59% possession to 41. And an XG of 1.47 to Chelsea's 0.22. Chelsea only got off five shots to City's 15. What were your thoughts on the performance, Logan? I thought this is the best that City's played uh, Tuchel under his regime. And I think Pep finally, I think it's been four chances now um, with Champions League involved too. I think it's three or four, but it seems like whenever he ran up against Tuchel, Tuchel always seemed to have something figured out that he manages Pep pretty well. Uh, and I think a lot of that is, they, they, I think what, and Matt said this in the game too, because he was texting and he said that it looked like Chelsea at times were playing like this back five and just kind of sitting back and waiting for City to try to do stuff. I feel like everybody does that against City and it's worked. There's been a recipe for success. I know Southampton did it uh, a weekend before where they will they'll drop five and sit somebody in the midfield to defend and hold that midfield too. And then it's like game on, try to score against us. And I think, honestly, if you're going to beat City, I think that's how you do it. Uh, I know playing PSG today, they have a four in the back. And there were times where PSG was just left exposed because of all the wing and, and midfield talent. But City's one big problem is they don't have anybody in the middle to make runs. So if you're going to defend City, I, I'd say drop five in the back and have a center, uh, you know, defensive mid that is just there to kind of ball hawk and, and track down De Bruyne wherever he ends up. And then you've got City figured out because they're not going to have anybody making runs in behind. Mares is going to make that run. Grealish don't, doesn't make that run. Foden can't make that run. Sterling might be the only one, but he's horrible at finishing. So it's it's how I would play City. Chelsea tried to do it, but I think City were fortunate enough that I think they had a hard time with Grealish. Chelsea did, and, and I think that was a big issue that they had in that match where they hadn't really had Grealish around before to try to deal with. So I think that that caused a breakdown, and, and De Bruyne played pretty well. So. I don't know. It, it seemed like City really played well against Chelsea, but then completely lost every bit of focus when they were playing against PSG this week. Matt, any thoughts of Chelsea City before we move on to United and Bruno's essay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, I mean, if, if that's how you beat City, that's not going to be good for Liverpool on Sunday because they'll not, they will do exact opposite of yeah. what Logan just said. Um, no, it honestly, I think I it kind of was like Pep. Um, it was like that was Pep's Super Bowl. He's been so angry at losing to Chelsea the last like three times. That's true. He was like, I'm gonna do whatever I can because I'm not losing to these guys again. You know but, what our Super Bowl uh, was? The Champions League final. We won that. So there you go. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. 
We're not going to make yeah. it to that yet. It, it, but like it, it, in a way that, that could have been it because then city kind of put in somewhat disappointing performance and it's like, how much energy did they put into yeah. that game compared to other yeah. ones? But uh, it's, it's a long season. You kind of said there's six teams and one point. So they're all going to win and lose games yeah. over the course of the year. There's not going to be a hundred point team. Not even, I don't even think 90 point team. I think, you're probably looking at the normal like 82, 85 points wins the league this year. I could see that. I mean, it would really take somebody going off on a on a run, I think, uh, to change that. So, uh, you know, United lost to West Ham midweek last week for the cup match, right? Well, and then they beat West Ham in the league a few days before that. Um, and then they lose to Aston Villa. On the weekend, they give up an 88th minute goal to Courtney House, um, and Bruno misses a penalty in the 90 plus third minute, and uh, that is all she wrote. Uh, I mean, uh, Emilio uh, Emiliano Martinez, you know, he's just been a great keeper. I don't understand why Arsenal decided <laughs> to sell him last year. They really should have just kept him and got rid of. There are other keepers. I uh, don't really understand that. Um, but, you know, whatever. It made Aston Villa better, I guess. Uh, and since he's left there, I, I mean, they've been above Arsenal, like, pretty much since then, I think. <laughs> um, I think, actually, they finished under Arsenal last year. I don't recall how Aston Villa shook out there. I think they were on 11th to finish the season. But, uh, anyway, you know, Manchester United lose uh, right after I said I did believe in their chances here. I mean, again, they're, you know, only one point off of first, but kind of tough to have these losses against teams like Aston Villa. You know, uh, Chelsea lost to uh, – they, they, Chelsea beat Aston Villa 3-0, and then they lose to City, so it's not like they lost to a bad team. But I guess, Logan, your thoughts here on United or – Bruno, anything the whole situation? So three goals in the last four matches, three losses in their last four matches. That includes Carabao and Champions League. Um, they lost to a young boys that I don't think is on the same planet uh, as the United faithful. But I, Hey, I don't, I don't know, man. PFOC is hey. U.S. number one striker yeah. probably right now. Yeah, right. You know what um, also is not on the same planet? The ball Bruno kicked. <laughs> That was good, uh, but no, I, I think part of I, there's so many issues that I that arise with United. It's like take your pick for the week. It, it, you don't know exactly where this is coming from. Again, I think a lot of it has to do with Ole Gunnar. I, I think he has a hard time. I think he's more of a uh, a manager that just kind of sit back. He does. He reminds me a lot of the Frank Lampard. Sit back, fold your arms, look uh, discombobulated when things go wrong. And, and then get up and go like this. Like, what's happening? Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a lot of things that right now, I think their biggest thing, it's two goals in a row or two two straight matches in a row where they don't have a goal. Um, they have Ronaldo. They have Bruno Fernandez. They've got guys that can score. And, and those are two that have proven to do so time and time again. But there are, there are stretches, and it happens with Bruno, too, Bruno just goes quiet, and when Bruno's quiet, there's nothing there. There's no midfielders creating anything. Their wingers aren't great. Um, when Rashford's healthy, that's their best bet. 
And again, like Matt has said, it, their midfield really struggles. Um, and especially defensively, when you put Fred McTominay in there and Matt notices it because uh, he's watched more of the United games, but I think they have a hard time just playing defensively in front of those very average center backs. And I, you know, as a city fan, it sounds weird to say that. And you think, Oh, he's a city fan, but I do like Matt said, I think if you took Harry Maguire and you put him on Chelsea or Liverpool or city, then he's a three or four option, probably a number four for most of them. So I don't know. It's concerning. Uh, it seems like Holy Gunner is not there for the long run. It seems like, um, besides my cat attacking me, it seems like that Ole Gunner is not going to be there very much longer, uh, especially if he keeps getting results like this. But uh, I know Matt sees a lot more of the defensive issues because he was the first to point him out when we started this this year. So, um, Matt, do you think Bruno takes the next penalty? Or I mean, they got <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> I was actually, I was kind of shocked that he actually took it. I didn't think he would ever. I guess maybe they're both because they're both Portuguese, maybe they have like a... I was thinking maybe it's because Bruno has been taking them and been doing well, and I'm assuming now with this little like... (sighs) True. Wiggle room here, Ronaldo says, you know what, buddy? Uh, I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I saw somebody say uh, say something like this on Twitter, but it was like, you can't win when your strategy is no strategy and just hope two of your players who are a world-class make some amazing play. Like that's their strategy. It's hope Bruno and Ronaldo do something amazing. And then if they don't do anything amazing or if they struggle, which they have recently, then they're not going to do anything. And it actually, I think McGuire and both Luke Shaw got hurt on on Saturday. So I know McGuire is definitely not playing the next couple of games. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with them, but it, it's, I personally think of those six teams Jordan mentioned earlier that United are, I actually think United are the worst of those six right now. I think they've honestly, they're, I, it's just, I, I don't, I think Brighton and Everton right now, I would consider better if they went up against United, I would think they would beat them. All right, uh, let's go Everton. 2-0 victory over Norwich, who we talked about earlier as zero points. Uh, Townsend scoring a penalty 29 minutes in and Decore scoring 77 minutes in. Uh, Norwich had 10 shots, two on target. And when we look at their lineup, they did start Josh Sargent on the right, the way they've been doing with Pookie on the left, kind of up top, maybe. Um, just look, I, I did not want Josh Sargent to go to Norwich. I've said that so many times now. Uh, you know, I, I would actually have almost rathered him stay a Werder Bremen in Bundesliga 2 at this rate because at least then they'd probably be one of the better teams. I don't know. I would have to look to see how they're doing in Bundesliga 2 before I say that. But you know, it, it's one of those things where he's just not getting a chance to actually develop the the stuff he needs to develop because he's not getting chances on goal. He's too busy having to defend. And Werder Bremen's 10th in uh, Bundesliga 2. So, I mean, even Schalke is above them, which is frightening. Uh, so maybe it's good he left there. But I think this was probably his only option, and that's why he went here. But it's just... 
what I don't know how to fix Norwich. I think they're just done. I think they're I think they're done, and it's going to be painful. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be really painful to watch their games to watch how Josh Sargent's doing because it's the same crap when we had to sit through Werder Bremen games <laughs> or Schalke games for Weston McKenney or Matthew Hoppy. You know, like yeah. it, it's uh, they, they just haven't been good, and he's going to end up getting relegated again. Uh, what's your thoughts on Norwich, Logan? So Sheffield United last year had one point through five matches. Norwich has zero points through six matches, and they've got nice. Burnley next. If they lose to Burnley, I, 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 is there a way that uh, that they can work into like the bylaws? If a team goes winless through the first ten, then the team in first of the championship can get pulled up to Premier League, and then we can just kind of swap them. Um, that would be great. Right? That's now. what it feels like. I don't. I just feel like who Norwich is it can, anyway? Is it? I want to say it's like Bournemouth or something. Is I'm it checking. It is uh, West Brom in first right now. Bring him oh, back. First. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back. So, no, but at least they try. I mean, this looks like this looks like the manager just, just doesn't know what's going on, right? Like it, it, mm. it just looks like let's just put a team out there and we can attack our butts off like we did in the championship and we'll be fine. But then they go and concede 16 goals, and they've only scored two. I don't it's know if they're attacking they're... at all. I think they're, they're <laughs> sitting uh, in. The <laughs> I think um, he wants to counter, probably, and they just can't. They can't. Yeah. They can't do anything. Their their owner, um, their owner. I don't know if it's like a true statement, but I someone said that he sees Norwich as a top 24 team or something like that. Like he doesn't see him as a Premier League team, like top 24. So he always sees them as going to be yo-yoing, which is true. They've been promoted and relegated like, what is it, like eight of the last like 10 years? They've been like just – It feels like it anyway. Um, so I think if you have an owner who sits there and just goes, I think we are good enough to at least constantly get automatically promoted every other year, that's that's already an issue. Just, they make a lot of money, don't they, when they get promoted? I don't know, though. You know what I, what I can say is – is it more fun to be a Norwich fan that goes up and down and actually wins trophies by winning the championship or just be a middle tier Premier League team that never wins anything? Middle tier. Middle be. tier. I, really? I don't I think it I would think, be fun to actually like you go to finals still at Wembley and like I don't know, like it'd be I think, fun. I mean, I, I think it's because when you're if you're one of the yo yoing teams, it takes one one like bad stretch and then all of a sudden yeah. you're kind of like irrelevance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um like <laughs> you know Derby, Derby County's obviously going through a ton because they couldn't get themselves negative like, two points. Um there was an I looked at the the whatever the table the other day and I, there was like a team in there and I was like geez Nottingham ever... Nottingham's down there. Nottingham and then they, there was a team that was in the Premier League recently and I, I don't know or maybe not oh. Here's the relegation yeah, of the championship. Championship relegation right now is Derby, Nottingham, and Hull City. Wow. Uh, so you also have Swansea's in 18th. That's it. That was it. It was Swansea. Sheffield in 12th. Uh, QPR in 8th. Yeah, it's... Coventry's I, I, in third. That would be fun because look, yeah, Coventry, I know. the teams <laughs> in the playoff spots right now are West Brom, Bournemouth, Coventry, Stoke, Fulham, and Blackburn. The only one that hasn't been up here recently is Coventry. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I, in in regards to it all, being a mid tier Premier League side is a hundred percent better, just because financially, it, it maybe. Yeah, it just on the team point. too. Again, I'm sure it is exciting though. Like you have yeah. to think Norwich fans. Brentford. I guess like for Norwich fans, next fill out year, that trophy cabinet, get relegated, <laughs> win the championship again. There you go, you got another one. <laughs> I think it's like it, it. It has to be weird though for them because it's like next year is going to be like exciting, and they're probably going to be you know running rampant over those championship teams. But then they go and they spend a year in the Premier League, and that's exciting. Get zero then, points and go right back yeah, down like, again. Yeah. I don't. I, can't, I don't even know. Like, it, it's hard to tell. Like, I don't know if that's like exciting or not, or maybe it is. But we need to pull a fan in. Like, we need to find. We do. We should. We should. Because I look at fan. it this way: if I'm an Oriole fan and I win AAA all the time, I'd be happy as hell right now. <laughs> Get promoted to base MLB and then fall back down again. Like, all right, let's win AAA again. <laughs> But you can't, uh, like, if you pick out a team mid-table, like Matt was saying, like, if a Brentford or, like, it'd be really fun to be Brentford right now. Or, like, even, like, Leicester, Yeah, but that's not going like, to last, I don't think. Like, they're not yeah, going to, I, I don't think five years from now, Brentford's still in the Premier League. I, interesting I doubt. question. Is there, is there a, is there, I'm trying to get the, the best way to describe it, but is there a solid mid-table team, like a team in the Premier League that is consistently... Sorry. Ninth to like twelve. Everton. Oh, <laughs> oh, Everton. Everton. Yeah, Everton. Yeah, Everton yeah. So as I was gonna say, because like you get people like Arsenal who struggle, but then yeah. they still end up like six. Tottenham kind of, you know, Palace will generally be below like mid table, kind of generally not like in relegation, but not safe. It's it's been a while since there's been like besides Everton, it seems like you know you get Villa was uh, they were in the championship. Wasn't it like before your wedding, Jordan? Weren't they at the? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they they, they used to be a pretty team. mainstay team, and then they fell down. And even um, West Ham was struggling. They've been up and ago. down. Yeah, I remember playing. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. I remember playing like FIFA on my phone, like FIFA. I don't know whatever year it was, but I did a West Ham career, and I was in the championship. And I remember still playing as Mark Noble. <laughs> Drumlin. So I mean, like he's been there forever, right? But um I take penalties when you sub him on. <laughs> but I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look up Astonville here. I mean, I think the issue is with the more recent times. I feel like there's been a lot more up and down than I would say was typical before. Uh, I would think. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here. But they went to. Okay, yeah. So Aston Villa was in the Premier League from '92 to '16, so at that they were like definite uh, mainstays of the Premier League before they fell down in 2016, and then they came up in 2019. Uh, they reached the playoff final in 2019. and I think they may have gotten there in 2018 versus Fulham. That's right. We watched that game right before my wedding and they lost to Fulham. Fulham came up and Fulham went right back down and then Fulham came right back up again. Uh, pretty much. Okay. Uh, let's talk leads as they lose and did not lead this whole uh, They did lead this game actually. Sorry. In the 19th minute that didn't last West Ham United win two one. Um, they had a goal ruled out too. West Ham did, and then they get an own goal by Furpo and uh, Mikel Antonio scoring in the 90th minute to give West Ham the win. And like we said, that puts lead 
leads in the relegation zone still early. They got three points. Uh, they're only three points out of 14th place right now, which would be like right below Leicester. So still early, but definitely has not been the leads of last year. It hasn't met. No, um, it's God. It's, it's, it's almost tough watching them. Um, they, they look like a champ right now. They look like a championship team. They, yeah, they, they have a lot of attack, but when you watch them defensively and even in the midfield, um, it doesn't look, it looks like any team could open them up. Even, you know, the like Burnley's, um, it, actually really it's just Burnley is the only team that really, or I bet Norwich could even open them up at this point. Cause it's just so disjointed. And I, you know, I go on, I actually go on a lot of different, uh, subreddits for pretty much all the premier league teams just to kind of see what people are saying about their team and you know leeds fans you're our scouting department (laughs) um and and and, you know leeds fans are the biggest thing i see with leeds fans is that one they have no depth um it's it seems like people are very concerned about their bench which even i saw on twitter someone made a comment saying that their bench is almost Southampton levels of last year toward the end of the year where it was just a bunch of youth players, but it's only like game six already. Um, And the other issue is it sounds like their signings just, you know, their main one being Furpo is just not, he hasn't acclimated himself. And that's actually kind of crazy because I believe he came from Barcelona. So it's like he has talent. Um, So the, it just between depth and signing struggling, it really looks like the only player when you watch him that stands out is Rafina. And, you know, even Bamford has been struggling. It seems like for the most part, it's just, it, I don't think they're in trouble because I do think they have more than enough attacking power, but I actually think they need to start figuring out some defense issues because if they don't, they are going to be in that 16 to 18 range all season, which is crazy. Cause I think all of us predicted like top 10 and maybe even like, top seven at that point like they we found reasons it's just not happening right now they've got to stay up uh look i've been rooting for Leeds to get up they're one of those clubs matt that you were talking about that if they have a bad spell they go all the way down like you know they were a champions league team in the early 2000s that fell all the way to league one and took forever to get out of there and new ownership, new ownership, new ownership, new ownership, new ownership, finally get back in there. And then uh, had what last year was the first year in there. Right. And now trying to make sure you stay up again. So that way you can become one of those perennial teams in, in there the way Lester has. I mean, Lester was like, even if we, even if Lester don't finish top four this year and they've, you know, kind of been hanging around there the last few years, and won a league title. The fact that Leicester was like in the uh, lower leagues all the way up until that, until they came up recently uh, is that's what Leeds probably wants to be right. Leeds wants to come up. They want to be hanging around with Leicester as long as they can stay up in this league because they were once a giant. It's like, it's, it's like the sad state that Newcastle's in right. Newcastle used to be, uh, one of those giants as well. And um, hell, even West Brom, they won like the first, they won a Premier League, didn't they? Uh, with Alan Shearer scoring goals. 
um, for them. I know who Alan Shearer is, but I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let me let me check here. I think I have it right. Uh, they won in. Oh no, it was Blackburn that won. Sorry, Blackburn won in ninety four ninety five. That was with Alan Shearer. I was confusing the teams, but yeah. So there's a fun trivia fact for you if you didn't know. Uh, Blackburn has won the Premier League in ninety four ninety five. They were actually runners up in. 93-94. Aston Villa was a runner-up in 92-93. So, like, again, we're talking about some of these teams that have really fallen um, lately. But my point being, Leeds, you know, you can't go down this year and only have had that one year in the Premier League, and especially in a year where you barely had any fans there. Like, you, you got to make sure that you, that you just do whatever you can to stay out of the bottom three. Even if you only escape with a point, like that year Aston Villa escaped due to a bad call, right? Um, just somehow uh, get out of there and then re- refocus for next year. I do wonder, as people always like to say, is this a Bielsa issue, right? Like uh, everywhere he goes, people start kind of tiring of him and, and like get worn out very quickly because of his of his management style and how fast-paced he is and how much, you know, working, how much work it is. So I don't know. Logan, did you have any thoughts on Leeds? Yeah, I mean, they struggled defensively. Obviously, they, they're tied with uh, Newcastle for almost dead last. Obviously, Norwich dead last. And then it's 19th. They're tied for, I guess, or 18th, however you would say that. Um, second to last to, uh, goals given up. They haven't been scoring. Bamford only has one goal, so that's concerning. And and they they talked about that last year where he'd have a tr- you know he'd have troubles. He he's a hot and cold. Yeah, but. If he goes into one of those spells, it, it could be really bad for Leeds just because I don't think they have – like I'm not sure Rodrigo has figured it out enough to play at this level. Um, Rafina is going to get goals, but not as much as you would want, um, especially because he's on a wing. Uh, and then there's always rumors that he's going to leave. So if, if it gets to that point, we're in January, because I know that there were a lot of Premier League teams looking at Rafina. Um, a lot of the bigger clubs, I, you know, if they got to that point, they're in trouble. Their biggest issue, like Matt said, like if they're talking about depth, if you look at their depth, um, if you look, Luke Ailing is their center back that's missing. He's out with a knee injury right now, um, which is left in paper thin. They had a 19-year-old kid, Charlie Cresswell, starting the last match. Uh, and then the rest of their defending depth is on average, I think, 18 and a half years old. So <laughs> when you're talking about depth and you're talking about good center backs and good defenses in the Premier League, which a lot of teams are starting to put together really well here, and I think it's going back to maybe some style where they, they do have to play defense. Um, this is a team that just does not play defense, like you said, Jordan. I think Bielsa Ball, because it's going to get old if you keep conceding goals. Um, you can score as many as you want, but if you concede a ton – it's not going to matter in the long run. It's just going to wear your team down. So I think, you know, you're looking at a team that's in a breaking point, and if they start dropping games here um, and they're flirting with relegation for the rest of the season, you, you might look at this team and see some of them start to get sold off because of the fact that they might end up back down in championship. And if they go back down, it could spell the end for them for a while. So who knows? I don't think they'll sell anybody in January. I, yeah. I think they'll want to hold them to see if they can at least stay up, and then yeah. and then maybe if they go back down, you'll see players like Rafina and, and then I, leave. I think you'd be looking more at Bielsa being in trouble. Um, yeah. yeah, if they're in relegation fight, see, yeah, Big yeah. Sam coming in. <laughs> <laughs> he, would be, he would be the exact opposite of how they play now. I, I, but 
to an extent that might end up being if they struggle like this, that might be what they need because, mm-hmm. you know, if Roy Hodgson or of, uh, Big yeah, Sam. Like the, the whole point, the whole point of Bielsa is that he plays that exciting, like up tempo, constantly attacking style, and when you're not scoring, and obviously that style's drawback is tons of goals like you're gonna give up goals yeah but what they did last year was they scored to out obviously outweigh that as a fan you got to start getting tired like dude if we're not scoring can you at least just like adjust right you need to like like, it it kills me when managers say like like okay this won't fit my style right and it's like well how about you fit your style to the team (laughs) managing and if they aren't like if they're like i get that's his style but like if you go into a big game against like city coming up and you're on the verge of relegations like maybe we pack it in today right like maybe <laughs> like, we just I, pack it in <laughs> I think they like didn't they they either beat or drew city last year like yeah, yeah they drew them early yeah but uh-huh. if they if city were to play them right now and you're throwing out 19 year olds at center back and you're like hey we're just gonna keep attacking like crazy so 19 year old you got uh kevin de bruyne um you you good <laughs> like that's not gonna <laughs> work I know like it's your it's just, first it's, game. Uh, are you good with covering him? It's just it's it's bad. It it. I think I would start getting annoyed because obviously, yeah. like Logan and I were fans of the Miami Dolphins, and you know we we're? watched them go through. We're are. We watch them go through coaches, and it's like you know a coach will have an issue with the offense, and you're like, can't you do it. something? Like this is <laughs> frustrating. Like when you're losing it makes it look so much worse. And if they keep losing, I, you got to wonder how annoyed the fans might start getting like, dude, play a little bit defensively. Like if we're giving up two, three goals to a Burnley, you know, I'd, I'd be like, are you serious? Like this can't be, we're not going to survive that way. Right. Lester drew with Burnley two nil. Speaking of Burnley, like you just said, uh, Jamie Vardy, uh, scores on both ends here. He he scores an own goal in the twelfth minute. Just He's going to equalize in the thirty seventh minute. Uh, Maxwell Cornet gets the lead for Burnley in the fortieth, and then the eighty fifth. Jamie Vardy scores again. There is a goal ruled offside on Chris Wood as well in the ninety plus four, or else Burnley actually wins this at the death. Uh, Chris Wood also former Leicester player when they were in the championship, so that would have been uh, that would have been crazy. But I guess any thoughts here on how Lester have been? Is Brendan Rodgers in any trouble, or should he have jump shipped in the off season when he had them finishing fifth or, or however high they were? I forget. James Madison has been not great, and that's been a big yeah, issue. Arsenal's not knocking anymore. No, <laughs> no, he came off the bench, and I think it it wasn't anything to do with fitness. I don't think. I think it was just okay. Well. And they've got a lot of issues where they, they have a hard time deciding, like, who are we playing? Like, who do we want to play? Does Lookman play? Is Harvey Barnes playing? Uh, Tielemans is a scratch every day. He's on the lineup um, sheet every day. So I think that that's one thing that has he's got going for him. But Brendan Rodgers, I think if this continues, just because of how much, or how much success they've had, I think that he could run into some issues. Um, and it might just be an excuse to get rid of somebody just to make it look like, hey, that was his fault, not ours. So, I don't know. This is the same team they've tried out. Their defense is always hurt, it seems. But it's I yeah, I don't know. I I I think he's relatively safe. Um, but it's almost they need to like develop 
some of these guys that they've signed, I think need to develop a little bit more because when you sell your top players and you buy fun developmental youth players, you know, if, if they don't, if they don't end up getting to that potential, it, it runs into issues. And yeah, it sounds like, I don't know what happened to James Madison. Maybe Logan knows more cause he's in love with them, but just like, a little, <laughs> he, I mean, it, I, I, I don't look at their team and go, wow, that looks like a, looks like a solid team. You know, I, even Tielemans, who's probably their, I would say he's probably their best player at this point. Um, he's not like the fastest guy. He's very, you know, if you have someone who's slightly athletic, I think you could kind of run circles around them. So it'll be interesting. You know, we're getting to a point where we're watching these games and Arsenal look like, like a top five or six team now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a joke about, um, yeah, if Leeds gave up multiple goals to Arsenal, but now that's outdated <laughs> uh, as we'll talk about later, but let's talk uh, Newcastle real quick as they went, as they draw one, one Sean Longstaff, scoring off a uh, San Maximan uh, assist here, 23rd minute. Uh, Sar scoring for Watford in the 72nd, and then a goal ruled offside for Joshua King in the 87th, or else Watford would have taken all three points here. But, you know, Newcastle kind of in that same position as Leeds right now. They've actually given up uh, they, they've given up the same amount of goals, but they've actually scored one more than Leeds. That's how bad Leeds goal scoring has been right now is that Newcastle has scored more goals than them. But uh, yeah, I don't any, anything to really say about Watford or Newcastle because uh, I feel like we kind of covered those situations. Okay. Uh, let's talk Brentford, uh, Liverpool. Is that one finishes three, three, uh, Ethan Pinock scoring in the 27th minute. Diego Jota scoring in the 31st minute to make it 1-1. Mo Salah getting the lead in the 54th minute. Uh, uh, Janelt scoring for Brentford to make it 2-2 in the 63rd. Then Curtis Jones scoring in the 67th to make it 3-2. And then Wisa scoring for Brentford in the 82nd minute to tie it up 3-3 for the draw. Liverpool had 67% possession. They actually had less XG than Brentford, who had 2.72, and had uh, 16 shots to Brentford's 12. Matt, as our resident Liverpool fan, how are you feeling about this? Uh, and and yeah, Brentford, boy. I, I know. Uh, uh, that was actually that was probably one of the most exciting games. I don't know if you guys got to watch any of it, but that was like yeah. it was constant. There was multiple uh, both teams had a goal line clearance too, so if, you probably could have been looking at a four-four, um, which Logan predicted. He said that might finish four-four <laughs> after it was one-one or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It it wasn't a game. It, it, it oddly enough, it was a game when it ended where I was like, you know what, I I don't feel like that was a bad result. Um, Brentford Brentford did something, and I I thought about it when I watched it, and then people who like analyzed football a lot more than we do actually like noticed it and I, that made me I guess kind of proud of myself for for seeing it but they they did stuff I've never seen a team do in terms of attacking Liverpool they I they basically would take Tony and Buemo and they basically just put them up front and their whole entire game plan was long balls up to them but what they would do is because of the way Liverpool set up 
they're always kind of just have like two guys at the back and Brentford would just bring a third one through. So they would be constantly getting that second ball. It was just throughout the entire game. Every second, third ball felt like it was falling to Brentford. Um, and they honestly, they their goals, they like overloaded one side. So people were talking about Trent being a poor defender. When, when you watch like the second and third goals, it's like three versus one. He's got three guys. Um, they just, they played incredibly well. And I actually really like that. I sent you guys that like photo where Klopp and Thomas Frank are like looking at each other, like, whoa, like this, like they were like smiling at each other. Cause that's actually like, that's what Klopp likes. He likes teams that do that. Um, and it's probably good for Liverpool to face a team like that. So they now have kind of like a way to know what to do if a team does this again. Um, but it, the game ended and I was like, you know what, Brentford, I per, watching that game, I don't see any reason why they can't honestly finish top 10. You know, there's a lot of teams. I think there's a good four or five teams that are already destined to finish in the bottom five. Um, when you get like the Burnleys and the Norwich and Newcastle, Southampton, honestly, right now Leeds look pretty all close to being that, you know, your bottom five Brentford, if they play like that, they're going to be taking points from the top teams, especially at Brentford, because their fans were their fans were going nuts. Like that had to be one of the best, one of the hardest atmospheres Liverpool's had to play in all season. Um, it was just it was an exciting game, and you know, obviously, I wish they won. It sucks when you you know score three goals and you don't win a game. Um, yeah, I wish Brentford had won too. <laughs> <laughs> but it it. it as a fan, like there were some fans and I, I was like ready to get myself blocked by some people on Twitter. Cause they were like, <laughs> they were getting super weird about it. And I was like, you know, you, you, you don't win every game. And when it's a game like that, I would rather draw three, three than like nil, nil and have it be this boring contest, uh, contest where you're just like barely you're struggling, you know? Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good game. And I, Liverpool seemed to have, for a team that really felt like they needed an attacker, they're they even today they scored five goals and they've scored three goals six games in a row. So they're clearly finding ways to get the ball toward you know into the net. Um, but Brentford just they played well. I, I was impressed the entire time. I, I really hope Brentford can do what Leeds did last year, but hopefully make it stick throughout longer because they're a fun team. They they really are. Oops. All right. Uh, Brentford. Uh, They are the bees and they're the bees knees. I think they've been fun this year. Uh, Wolverhampton beat Southampton. The battle of the Hamptons here. One nil uh, as Raul Jimenez scoring in the 65th minute for his first goal back from his fractured skull. So that was a good storyline. And that puts Wolves currently in 14th place. So not great as they've had three losses, two wins as they've beat Watford and they've beat Southampton. So uh, they've been kind of, well, they've had a rough start to the season with facing United and Spurs. Really, then they face Brentford, who's been you know turning out to be really great. Brentford's in ninth, by the way, averaging a point per match with nine points. Oh, not a, not a point per match, sorry. Uh, why did I think ninth? Because the ninth place. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm lost. Don't worry about me. Okay, Arsenal, Tottenham, 3-1. Arsenal scoring 
Three goals before halftime. Emil Smith-Rowe, 12 minutes in. Aubameyang, 27th minutes in. Saka, 34th minute, minutes in. And then Sun getting the consolation in the 79th minute here is New Look Arsenal. Go ahead and jump all the way up to 10th. They got nine points. They still have a negative five goal differential. But they really stopped conceding. What do you think it is, Logan? Are they playing any differently? Or is it just uh, their attack getting going? Like, what's the what's the word here? So one big thing is that Harry Kane's been awful. Um, so that's helped Arsenal tremendously because uh, he he looked completely lost. Uh, he was playing more defensively than I'd ever seen Harry Kane. He, he didn't make any good runs, um, and he's been atrocious. So I think that helped some. Um, they've not really played much uh, as far as attack attacking teams. They, they have a win against Burnley where they won 1-0. had a win against Norwich – one nil um but then their last loss was against city it was five nil i don't think anything's changed i think their opponents changed i think tottenham's playing really poor soccer at the moment um if you look at their last couple of games they lost to arsenal they almost lost in the carabao cup to wolves um one on penalties lost to chelsea uh three nil uh lost to crystal palace three nil so that's a they've just been awful so i think that this you know i think teams you know, they look at other teams and go, okay, that's a good, solid opponent. But I think when you look at the form in which Tottenham's in and the inability of Harry Kane to be able to score, um, that's been all Tottenham has been. And, and I think that that's where, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're like, all right, that's a great win. 3-1 against a Tottenham team that's usually top of the Premier League, hanging out in seventh spot and above. They're and they're more awful. rivals than I think. Yeah, like, like for, when you talk about a London derby, like Arsenal hates Spurs, Spurs hates Arsenal type yeah. of thing. Like, that, that's a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, Sun's got three goals and Deli Alley has one. And that's been it for Tottenham this year. Uh, and I think if Kane can't figure it out, I mean, they really are a bad team um, because they just don't have depth behind him at all. So, when you're looking at somebody like a Spurs, you got to be concerned, um, especially moving forward because. You've beaten pretty bad teams 1-0 in Norwich and Burnley. One goal, and they would have stolen a couple points there. So away from Arsenal. So I think – I don't know. I, I, I'm i I'm not sold on Arsenal at all just because they haven't played anybody. And when they have, it's been ugly. Um, let's just say they got lucky with the run of games that they've had. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Just luck for Arsenal? What, what have you seen from them that's uh... – Made them what you call a top five team now. <laughs> um, well, I mean they're they're playing well, so but I, 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 <laughs> coffee usually. Um, you know, I they're maybe not top five right now, obviously, because there's definitely. But I agree with Logan to where I I it has a lot to do with their opponents because um, you know they started the year against some of the best teams you know they had to play city they had to play chelsea mm -hmm. um the fact is is that they they beat norwich one nil they beat what, burnley one nil off of a free kick you know that's not that's not crazy impressive but it's also not it's not impressive you don't give up a goal to those teams because they're two of the you know worst attacking and i think tottenham like pretty much all on the same wavelength as logan on it tottenham I, they're not good you know, I, they started out hot and then they've uh, fallen. The most surprising thing I think between these two teams is I don't understand how Tottenham beat City. I, I guess yeah. I don't like that because after they beat City, 
yes, they won their next two games, but you know, they, they only beat Wolves because of a penalty. And Wolves, when I read about that game, it sounded like that was like the only chance Tottenham had. You know, Wolves just couldn't finish. And that's actually kind of been an issue for Wolves for the most part this year, where they've been exciting. They just can't score. Um, so they barely won that game. I, I can't remember their other one that win. Um, the one after Wolves, I can't remember who they faced. But it, it wasn't a good team. I, I definitely remember that. I want to say Burnley. For it was Watford. Was it Watford? Yeah, Watford. Um, Oh, Watford actually been playing pretty well. But even then, you know, newly promoted, uh, not really one of the exciting teams. I think Brentford was the one most people were pretty excited to see. Then they lost um, to Palace, too. Yeah, but they, they got overrun by Palace. They got overrun here by Arsenal. And and Chelsea. I think it, The London it, teams yeah. are doing them in. <laughs> <laughs> they better watch out for West Ham, but the rest of the world really Their team feels like it's on the, it's on the brink of being complete disaster because – they already didn't want Nuno. That was not their first choice. Mm-hmm. Like he was like their fourth or fifth choice. Um, Kane clearly doesn't want to be at Tottenham either. No matter how much we want to read, you know, when he sent that, even that Instagram or like Twitter post that he did, where he's like, "Oh, I'm here." He and didn't like, write that. Fight. I was like, "Yeah, it was some really good PR." That was wrote that. <laughs> wrote that. Um, or he had a gun to his head. He's like, you better write <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> And the biggest, the biggest thing with them is their attack hasn't changed. It still runs through two people, you know, and if mm-hmm. those guys are struggling or are hurt, because I think um, I want to say Sun was hurt for a little bit too. Yeah. I, I just don't – they just look – they look really, really poor um, to a point where I'm like, God, I hope Liverpool get to face them when Nuno is still coaching because, like, you know, <laughs> these teams are going to run rampant because right now I would say Nuno might be the closest to getting fired in terms of – you know, managers just between the circumstances of if they actually wanted him and how the team's performing. Um, yeah, they just, they he look definitely bad. He seems and, like a placeholder, you know, like if, yeah, if somebody becomes available next even, year, he's like, all right, I got to go. If somebody becomes a, if somebody becomes available in the next couple of months, I can't imagine, you know, if something crazy happens at PSG and Pochettino ends up, you know, getting knocked out of there, you don't think they're going to just quickly fire Nuno and be like, Oh, that <laughs> this is who we wanted to begin with. Right. Um, yeah, they're in trouble. Um, I very, very much believe they could end up having probably one of their worst seasons, and I don't see how it gets better because their defense is poor. If they struggled this year, I can't I, – I don't even think they'll get, like – what do they want for Kane, like 150 from City? Yeah. Um, if they struggle this year and Kane struggles too, it's almost like that's like a missed opportunity in terms of selling them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he could drop in value and you could be selling Kane for like 80, 90 to, to city if they even want him at that point. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you went from 150 where you could maybe grab a couple of $75 million players. Now all of a sudden you're at 90 and you're only looking at, you know, 45 million if you want to grab two guys. And that, that is a big difference. So I, I'm glad I'm, you know, knock on wood, but I'm glad I'm not a Tottenham fan because it looks like they might have some of the worst like in terms of potential and like what to look forward to. I think they might have one of the lowest in the entire league right now, maybe only above, you know, like Norwich and Burnley at this point, like it doesn't feel like there's any potential in them and that could end up, it just, you know, 10th, 11th place is, is kind of like, that's not like a death sentence, but 
it's not going to lead into a good summer at that point. So if you have them in 11th place and you think that's their worst season in recent memory, do you know when the last time they finished 11th was? No idea. 2007-2008. They finished 11th. The two years before that, they finished 5th. Then they finished 14th in 2003-2004. So, I think right now they're not a top 10 team. I think And actually... Find- from two, 1992, they were in 8th place, right? Then they went 15th, then 7th, then 8th, then 10th, then 14th, then 11th, then 10th, then 12th, then 9th, then 12th, then 14th, then 9th. And then they've hit the stretch where they've been in like 5 five and so. So, I mean, really before like 2000, before 2005, they were like consistently like in that bottom half. Which, I mean, I, I obviously I, I didn't watch any football back then, but for a team like them where, you know, recently they've been a, a consistent top five, top six performer, a, a place like yeah. 11th is well, it's, be bad. It's, it's it's almost similar. It's like the promoted version of, you know, having one bad season in the championship for some of these teams, because what, like, how do you fix a team? Like top players aren't going to want to go there. You know, you might not even be able to get a top coach at that point because you might have to sell your top players. So then what do you – you have to kind of like luck into it at that point. So it's – I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because obviously it's still a long season and they could clearly turn it around. Kane could score 30 goals. We don't know. Um, but it, right now it's it, it, it'll be interesting to watch because they I, – I do think Nuno is – I don't know what the betting favorites are right now, but I feel like he's got to be up there in terms of like first sacking. Cause I, I just, I think he's kind of like Rafa Benitez was with Everton, like one poor, like, you know, couple of poor months. And I just don't see a reason why they would be like, let's keep them. Uh, all right. Well, one last game we have to talk about here. Crystal palace, one Brighton, one Zaha gets a penalty in the 45th plus two. And then Malpe scores in the 90 plus five. And, you know, that keeps Brighton in the conversation in the top half of the league here. They're in six. And Crystal Palace is in 15th. So they only have one win in their five minutes against Tottenham, as we were just talking about. So uh, Brighton, meanwhile, has had one draw, one loss, and three wins in their um, last five, and they've had four wins, one loss, one draw in the season. So they've been they've been pretty good. That's the same as everybody else. They're tied on that 13th point. Um, so before we head out of here, real quick, wanted to update everybody on League One. Does anybody know who's in first place of League One? Cheltenham. Sunderland. Sunderland oh. is in first place right now. They have They're 22 points. Uh, Wig- Wigan in second. There's Cheltenham in championship, yeah. Wigan's in second. Yeah, with 19 That's points. Jordan's club. Yeah, named I after me. Um, yeah. Then MK Dons, Plymouth, Rotterdam, and Wickham Plymouth round Rock. out the top six. Yeah, um, you said League One, and my thought first went, oh, who's in first in France? Like, is oh, it Ligue 1. Uh, let's like, see here. I was gonna go like I was gonna go Marseille. Are they like kind of <laughs> Lincoln? Lincoln, who was in the playoffs last year, they're in seventeenth. 
Not great. Sheffield Wednesday in ninth and Bolton in seventh. Now, is Sheffield different. Wednesday, like, do we play them Tuesday or do we play them Wednesday? <laughs> You used to play on Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> League was... two. We oh, him twice. <laughs> League two. Here we go. Forest Green in first place. Leighton Orient in second. And then our official League two club, Harrogate Town, yes. is in third place right him. now. Look at that. Um, then we have Port Val, Northampton, Exeter, and Hartlepool uh, in seventh place. Uh, any other big clubs down here that I'm seeing? Is Salford, no, where are they? They really. should be – Salford should be in like – They're 19. They're 19. Salford, yeah. I know in terms of non-league football, Wrexham I don't think have started fairly well. Um, obviously, it's always everybody... cloudy in Wrexham. <laughs> Spinoff coming soon. <laughs> well, I mean, look, no, na- are they in the National League? Yeah, yeah. I believe They're in ninth. League. Okay. Fair enough. They're seven points off of first and six points off of second. It's like the hardest. I have, someone said that's the hardest league to get out. It is. I think yep. it's, it's like only two teams get promoted or something. Mm-hmm. One. Oh, well, one automatic spot and then a playoff. And then one's yeah. the playoff, yeah. Well, Root here's form. the thing, too. I mean, I've seen some of these teams I know have been up there. Uville, they've been up in there. South mm-hmm. End, I'm pretty sure, have been up in the South official. South End got relegated last year. Yeah, they season. just got relegated. Knotts County, I'm pretty sure, was up there. Um, yeah, in first place in that league is Dagenham and Redbridge. That's a cool name, yeah. Dagenham and Redbridge sounds like something you find at Harry Potter World. That's like a, a meal, Dagenham Alley, <laughs> Dagenham and Redbridge, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, leading the goals, by the way, is Vardy, Antonio, and Mosala with five. So that's our watch right now for Golden Boot. But I think that about wraps it up. So uh, if you want to follow us uh, and be a stalker, you can tweet us at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, email us Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com, or Instagram Stoppage Time Soccer Show. And we will catch you all next week. Kane has stolen it at the death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.